Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. No, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, I am not in the witness protection program. I don't need to blink twice for you to save me. This is just the lighting in my hotel room in Los Angeles. I'll be on the sideline tonight for Westwood One. Kurt Warner will be in the booth. He's an excellent listen, by the way, for the Rams and the Cardinals. Really looking forward to it. My last NFL stadium to check off the list. So should be fun. Speaking of NFL, we're going to get in a little bit to some of the recent All-Star games that I saw our guy Emery Hunt tweeting about over the weekend. You know, the things that the practices have been going on, some of the games, College Gridiron Showcase, Hula Bowl, Tropical Bowl, Dream Bowl. We're going to get to the guys that he's interested in in those games, the guys that's out to him there. But I really wanted to start uh, with, since we're in the playoffs, I wanted to start with the lessons that we learned or should take away, I feel like, from a scouting perspective moving forward based on what we are seeing in the postseason. I think that's really important. Like, you have to always remember, what are we doing here? And I should say, in terms of what are we doing here, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, all the shows. Of course, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL is how you can always watch this show or any of our shows. Emery Hunt is my co-host. I'm a huge fan of him for so many reasons. Uh, you got to check him out on Twitter at FBall Game Plan, Football Game Plan on YouTube. And then, of course, it's it's time, guys. I mean, if you haven't, it's time. I get it every year. It's Emery's Draft Guide. It's the Football Game Plan Draft Guide. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 Draft Guide. Uh, highly encourage you to sign up and get that. Uh, when does that usually come out, Emery? Uh, usually comes out uh, either right before the combine or during the combine. It's usually um, around that time because the film is usually done. The film will be graded before the combine starts. That's my thing. Um, so I'm not influenced by the workouts, but so the draft guy usually follows that, you know, right away. So somewhere around the first week of March. Awesome. I think maybe 
Emery, one of the best ways to go about this would be um, to maybe just go game by game and any scouting lessons that you would take away from it. I guess for the Bengals and the Raiders, you know, I think I underestimated or undervalued Emery the value of the chemistry that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had. I didn't really have a strong opinion on who they should take. Um, you know, I, I had some issues with Penny Sewell, so I was not a big they need to take Penny Sewell guy uh, necessarily. Um, but I'm not sure I put enough stock in just how valuable it is that those guys have such great chemistry. Yeah, and that's the thing that, you know, one thing that I always, one of my sayings, usually one is size is not a skill, but if that was if that was 1A, 1B would be can you score or can you take the ball away? And so when you look at someone like Jamar Chase, he can put the ball in the paint. And you look at that offense, like, okay, we got a quarterback and we want to surround him with great weapons. And you're right, that chemistry is something that you can't overlook uh, because that is something that you don't have to worry about coaching up or teaching if you're the staff of the Bengals. That's something that's already there. Chase just has to get caught up on what you want him to do from a playbook perspective. So that's a, a key element in all of this. And that's another reason why, and this is a scouting thing too, I, as much as people clown Matt Millen, I actually liked what he tried to do because if you go back in, in those days, you draft Joey Harrington, right? Now, whether he was right on that pick or wrong, that's here nor there. But let's say, okay, I drafted a quarterback. I got to make sure this pick is the right pick. So let me get the top wide receivers coming out in each of those draft classes, Roy Williams, Charles Rogers, Mike Williams. I'm going to give him every opportunity to be successful. I'm going to give him a dynamic tailback in Kevin Jones. I'm going to give him every chance to prove me right. And if not, the next quarterback can step in and have all of these weapons. Now, granted, because of you know off-the-field stuff, things didn't work out for these wide receivers collectively, but the idea was, was great. That's why I love what they did for Joe Burrow, getting him another dynamic talent that he has familiarity with, and it just pushes everyone else into another role uh, T. Higgins and also uh, Tyler Boyd. So now you have legit three number ones out there wide receiver, and you're going to ask someone's third best corner to cover your one B or one C at wide receiver. It's just it's a tough matchup, which is why they're having so much success. You know, um, that's that was my other takeaway. Was you know, I I, I think line play is vitally important and the Bengals are benefiting from that right now because of how well Hendrickson and Ogan Joby played and have played and they're showing line play matters but man when you have skill like the Bengals have Emery that's tough I mean that that is really tough because they want you you want a double chase but that if you're singling up Boyd and Uzama and uh, Higgins, you got problems. I mean, you know, there is something to be said for having an abundance of talent at the skill positions. Absolutely. And, and if you go, and I, I tweeted this out during the Celebration Bowl with Jackson State, their mantra all season long was their defense has been outstanding. No one has scored over 20 points on that defense once. They, there was one team that scored over 20 points. But because they were able to, they have two 
outstanding man-to-man corners. So you're able to man across the board against anybody. Yes, it's going to be hard as hell to complete passes. They could do that. If you look at that on from an offensive perspective, good luck trying to man up. There's no Who are you going to roll covers to? Because now you're one-on-one against guys that could beat one-on-one coverage with a quarterback that doesn't mind throwing to the cover receiver. So all of that works itself into the game plan of, man, this is a really tough team to defend, not because we don't have good players, because of the matchups and how those players are built, it just it just makes it so difficult on game day to really uh, match. You really have to hope that your guys can make a play. And if you're out there and your defensive game plan is 75% hope, you already lost. Yeah, uh, uh, the next game for me, Emery, uh, the Bills and the Patriots, because I was there in in Orchard Park for that one. I've got two takeaways from this one I wanted to throw at you. One is, you know, I feel like we miss on these guys a lot, and a lot of the times these guys don't end up working out. But Josh Allen is like the poster child for the height, weight, speed, arm strength guy, high upside. And why you take those guys and give them a chance. I mean, Emory, his completion percentage in college was terrible. Even as a rookie, and even into his second year, I wasn't really sure if he was ever going to get there. He is incredible. And it's almost like blows your mind away that they took, you know, teams took Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold instead of him. It's like... In hindsight, obviously, it's it's hard to imagine how, or see how that's possible. Well, and look at that draft as a whole. The, the the last two quarterbacks taken in the first round are arguably the two best quarterbacks out that class. Well, they are. It's not even arguably. Lamar Jackson was 32nd. He already has an MVP. And Josh Allen is, you know, right there uh, in terms of, you know, pushing to get toward an MVP, but definitely is a very good player. And it shows you uh, the the what – the old mindset was classic drop back passer versus what the new mindset is guys who can move the six, make plays. Give me the playmakers. Those guys, the Baker Mayfields, the Sam Darnolds, those are more the lines of the the old way the NFL used to think and, and in some cases want to think. But this new age group of Allen and Lamar Jackson is, man, can I make it an 11 on 11 game? Can I change the math on how you defend us. Can these guys make plays consistently when things are stacked up against them? That's the the element that a lot of people scouting wise misevaluate. And we'll talk about another quarterback like that in Jalen Hurts a few in a few minutes. But when you have those guys like that and you are coupled with and, and granted, both of those quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, went to staffs that bought in on their skill set and hella high water. We're sticking with them. Think about how Lamar Jackson looked in his first playoff game. Think about how Josh Allen looked in their first playoff game. There were calls to bench Lamar Jackson. I don't know if there was calls to bench Josh Allen, but he didn't look good against the Houston Texans. And next thing you know, these guys are growing because that confidence and, and you're a former player like I am Ross. There's nothing more when you know, the coaches have confidence in you and your ability to get the job done. Because now you're not questioning whether or not you're you're able to play this game or you're not looking to the sideline and wonder if somebody else is coming in for you. When they instill that confidence in you, you now can work through your mistakes and grow and, and, and enhance your your assets. And that's what we're seeing from Josh Allen. Because you're right, the first two years were like, 
man, they took this guy in the first round based off his track record of not having that success. But now they, you know, rolled the wave and now he's starting to stabilize a little bit. And now you can start to build. And that's what has happened, especially at that position. So then um, the other takeaway from that game, I guess, was just speed. I mean, you know, it, there's not a substitute for it. We saw it in the national championship game. But Emery, I mean, the Patriots looked so slow and the Bills looked like they were flying around. Yeah, it, It's funny, man. The speed is something that you can't coach. Uh, you either have it or you don't. And when you do have it across the board, um, I was surprised at how fast those guys were in those weather conditions. Because you know how it is, Ross, to try to open up your stride on on a yeah. old night like that. Those hamstrings are shot, you know, but these, but it shows you how explosive and dynamic those guys are. And, you know, when you know where you're going, that's the advantage the offense has. They could play fast all the time. Defensively, you're all reactionary. Um, and it, it really exposed the lack of explosiveness the Patriots had at the second level and at the, you know, the back end of their defense, which is another big reason why, um, you know, they, they got exposed, especially on defense too. The, the the Bills defense, that's back seven. You talk about the linebackers can run. The secondary are versatile and can run. So speed definitely kills on both sides of the ball. Um, moving on to, to the Sunday games. Uh, and before I do that, I do want to make sure you guys are all covered, um, especially if you're somewhere where the weather can get bad with your battery. So make sure you go to AutoZone. It's America's number one battery destination because they've got proven, tough, Duralast batteries. Nobody else does. Their batteries are at just $79.99. So you can get a new battery without breaking your wallet. The key for me, since I'm a guy whose battery died last year, they've got free battery testing and charging. So if you're driving by an AutoZone anytime soon, why not get your battery tested Um and, and give it a charge. See where it's at. Give it a charge so you're good there. I mean, why not? The proof is in the pudding. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Emery. Uh, the Eagles-Bucks game. I'm not sure I have that many takeaways. Other, oh, I do have a takeaway. I I reject the uh, game to game state of the union on certain people's performances. The same people that were predicting uh, the Eagles to win the game and were saying Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback at twelve forty five by two forty five, they were saying the Eagles need to find somebody else. I mean, how are you how are you going to go? I feel like I'm you, Emery. How are you going to go from in two hours from the Eagles are going to win and he's a franchise quarterback to two hours later they need to get a new guy? I mean, that that drives me crazy. That that is bad scouting. That that is horrible scouting, Ross. You go from this guy's a franchise quarterback to putting Garden Min- Minshew in. Like, how many more games do you have to watch of Minshew's not being good? to realize he's not good, right? And it's not even a knock on Minshew. It's the fact that it's bad scouting. Scouting, you're supposed to let things play out. Case in point, my Carson Wentz scouting report. I got flamed for that in 2016. 
Fast forward to now. Everything I said in that scouting report was dead on. And now with Jalen Hurts, you know, you look at where he was coming out of Alabama to what he was able to do when he got subbed in after he got benched uh, for tour to where he went to in Oklahoma to take over that starting job year one in the spring had learned a playbook to put up. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow going straight nuts <laughs> that 2019 season, Jalen Hurts is your highest trophy winner because he finished second in the voting and he had a ridiculous year that was as good as Burroughs. If it was in a normal year, his stats would have been ridiculous. Burroughs was just on a whole nother world. Um, so this is a very good player that has shown you over the course of his time. And we talked about this with Josh Allen, who's an anomaly here because over the, his track record, he hadn't gotten better um, and he just started to get better in, in Buffalo. But Hertz has shown you every year he has gotten better. And his his traits that are significant for the position that he plays is that he's even killed. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. He's working hard to get better, you know, everywhere, every stop of the the you know, the football life of his. And so that's something that you can't coach. That's an innate now. How many times you hear coaches say, Oh, this guy's not motivated, but you get a guy that's motivated, that wants to get better, that takes coaching, takes hard coaching, and has shown in his history that he has improved on things that people say he needs to work on. This game is to me is is exciting for a coach or a scout because oh wait, he's trekking in the right direction. So I agree with you. It's it's not only game to game with Hurts and, and certain quarterbacks, it's pass to pass. Like so Justin Herbert could throw the ball away, and it's how he threw the ball away. There was nobody uh, there. Hertz could throw the same pass thrown away. You got to put that where somebody could get it. Like, wait a minute, man. Is it is it incomplete or is it a bad, accurate pass? And so they're ignoring the fact that the Eagles weren't supposed to do anything this year, and they made the playoffs. That tells you something about this guy. And so you build around him. And to me, watching him play and seeing that, he was still staying in the fight, didn't go into the tank despite his struggles all throughout that game. Tells you his mental makeup. And you watch that game and you say, man, the Eagles probably could add another big receiver. They could probably find so much help on defense. And this team could be right back in there with a better chance to win. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I hate the, especially with quarterbacks, you hate the game to game, you know, State of the Union, uh, stand on the hill and on, and on top of a soapbox and say this guy can or cannot play because all I know is just the raw facts. His second year, he had his team in the playoffs. I don't care who they played. He got the team in the playoffs. And then Justin Herbert's second year with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Hunter Henry, not Hunter Henry, um, uh, uh, Jared Cook, Austin Eckler, an excellent receiver out of the backfield, and offense caters around the skill set, didn't make the playoffs. So, there's something there to be built on with, with Hertz. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I don't feel any differently about him. He's not the first quarterback that had a crappy first playoff game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how many? We've seen a million quarterbacks have a crappy first playoff game. It's so stupid to judge a guy based on one game. It drives me absolutely nuts. Um, trying to think of, um, I'll tell you what my takeaway is from the next game. Emery, the Cowboys and the Niners, um, you know, that that's a little bit of a line play one and the importance of the depth with the guys like 
Arden Key and DJ Jones making plays for the Niners. Um, I don't know if it's a culture thing or it's the players they bring onto the roster, but the lack of discipline for the Cowboys is appalling. Appalling. I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy and Dak are complaining about the refs after the game. Emory, they were all good calls. I mean, it was defensive holding. It was illegal hands to the face. It was a false start. They were legitimate calls. This is why I probably couldn't be a a head coach. Out of all the 89 penalties that they had yesterday, the one that would have had me lose my mind on the sideline was CeeDee Lamb's not getting set like, bro, hustle to the line of scrimmage. Like, what what, what are we doing? You know, I probably would have lost it on the – uh, Randy Gregory holding because, bro, you, that had nothing to do with the play. Like, you just decided today, I'm going to, you know, do what I want to do. I'm going to grab this this offensive lineman, and I'm going to hog tie him to the ground. Like, what are we doing? You're right. Discipline will win or lose you games. And I, another scouting takeaway I got from that one was the importance of versatility in today's game and how – in the scouting process, you got to value guys that can do more than one thing. Debo Samuel, you watch what he does. He can return kicks. He can run routes. He's not afraid to go over the middle of the field as a receiver. Oh, by the way, he's probably going to be your best tailback on the team as well. So you think about this, and I, I love throwing back references because you were right there with me, Ross. We're about the same age, and you get it. You watch how Debo Samuel you, or is utilized, and you're like, damn. I wish Rocket Ishmael played in today's game. People forget at Notre Dame, they used to use him in the, in the backfield like you saw Debo Samuel. He was getting eye formation carries at Notre Dame. And he also was a wide receiver that didn't go down the field. And so he goes to the NFL and they try to make him, instead of making him Rocket Ishmael, they want to make him be Art Monk, run these routes. Same with Desmond Howard. You know, Michigan constantly utilizes this dude on end of rounds putting the ball in his hands and making it a broken field situation like a kickoff or a punt return, which is where he excelled tremendously at in Michigan. But they wanted to make him, you know, be uh, Gary Clark, like just run routes and get open. Like, man, use these guys' athletic ability. So I'm always saying guys back then were ahead of their time. You look at someone like Debo Samuel, had he played back then, he would have suffered the same fate as those guys being misused. So if you have a talent, like Adebo Samuel coming out of college, and you notice the different skill sets and how teams are utilizing him, um, find ways to get him the ball. And that's how, to me, uh, that's how you maximize your roster at the NFL level. College, you have 120 guys, so you could do different things. You could have one guy for specific things. NFL, you have half that roster and 46 on game day. So you got to look at that and say, you know what? How can I get the most out of this 46? Debo Samuel shows you you can maximize your 46, and you could do it well. Yeah, Debo Samuel is a great scouting lesson in terms of using guys in different ways in, in, in terms of the body type for a receiver. Um, and, be, you know, everybody wants the bigger guys or the faster guys. You know, you can have a running back t- body type like him and be successful. Uh, I don't know that there's much to say about the Chiefs and the Steelers other than – Patrick Mahomes is an alien, and Andy Reid is is amazing. I will say that overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, 
The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. All right, Emery, so what were some of the um, all-star games that I saw you tweeting about over the weekend that maybe people aren't as familiar with and who stood out to you? Yeah, you talk about um, one thing about the Chiefs and, and, and Steelers game, and it's basically all for the Chiefs. It's look at Tyreek Hill and look at Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon was an option quarterback at Georgia Southern. Hill came into Oklahoma State as a running back before being used as a receiver. But we, that's what we talk about with Debo Samuel, maximizing opportunities to put yeah. the ball in your hands. Um, and so going back to the college gridiron showcase, that was the one that was in Fort Worth, Texas. And, and there was a, a, there was a big wide receiver that caught my attention in D. Anderson of Alabama A&M. He went to LSU, transferred from LSU to Oklahoma State, then transferred from there uh, and went to Alabama A&M. He was going to enter the draft last year, but decided, you know what, I got to put something more on tape. So he went to Alabama A&M and had a fantastic season. He's someone that's your height, weight, speed guy. He's about 6'4", 6'5", about 215. That can go up up top and play the above-the-rim game, but also has that underrated speed to run past you. And, you know, he showed in those one-on-one drills at the Gridiron Showcase that that's someone that uh, can win one-on-one. I know those routes are kind of heavily slanted toward the offense winning in those drills, uh, but D. Anderson shows you someone that can really be a, a, a nice asset to an offense. Um, then the Tropical Bowl uh, and the Hula Bowl were on the same weekend and, and on the same day. The Hula Bowl first, obviously I'm going to talk about you know Levi Lewis, the quarterback from Louisiana. He measured in. Uh, now, this is the fun part because on the UL roster, I think he's 5'11", 195, uh, 5'10", but he measured in at 5'8 and a half. Close to 5'9", 186. But you see a live arm from this dude. And I always say this about him. He's a true point guard at the position. Just, you know, point-and-shoot type passer. Like, let's distribute the football to the open guy. He threw two laser beams over the middle of the field to the tight end. One was dropped by that same tight end. Came right back to him on the next play and got the ball inside the one yard line. So he, he's someone that can make the throws. And, and it was great to hear Ron Jaworski, a former NFL quarterback, talk glowingly about someone like Levi Lewis being the first one in the film room when he got in there and they just spent hours talking about football. He was asking a lot of questions. And so he said, you know, during the week, he was one of the more impressive ones in throwing the ball and, and, and running back Quay Holmes uh, out of East Tennessee state. He is someone that entered the draft early he graduated, so that's why he's playing in this All-Star game. He reminds me a lot of Arian Foster. He has a lot of that within this game, just a, a smooth one-cut, then get-downhill type guy that you don't think is is running fast, but you never really catch him from behind. He had over like 1,700 yards this past season uh, for East Tennessee State. They had a fantastic year. So you look at someone that is not being talked about right now, but he has the, the quote-unquote size that people look for at the position. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and has very good vision, patience, and footwork to get the job done. Um, was there anybody else? Did, did the Tropical Bowl or Dream Bowl take place, Emory? Yeah, they did. The Dream Bowl had to, had to expedite their week. They were supposed to play today on Martin Luther King Day, 
Uh, but because of the snowstorm that's taking place in you know Virginia and on this I-95 corridor, that to push their game up to Saturday night. And they're, they they played. And one guy, J.W. Jones, a defensive end for Central Arkansas, is someone that is one of these tremendous pass rushers that can play across the defensive line. He's about 6'4", 260. Uh, but he's more of an edge guy. I love the long arms and the length and his ability to close. And you go back and watch their game uh, during the pandemic. They're one of the few FCS teams that played in the fall of 2020. They had a really good game against UAB um, and, and really was disruptive there up front. So I'm excited to see how he progresses through the process. And at the Tropical Bowl, Ivy League guys, J.J. Howell in the tight end, you know, 6'6". He measured in at 6'6", about 255. Uh, one of those those seam stretch guys that that can really be a, a tight end too, you know, in, in your offense, a, a inline guy that can get down the seam, make those those you know seam ca- catches or those easy outlet catches and get up the field. But I think he's a very good inline blocker as well. You better be a blocker uh, at Yale because they do a fantastic job of running the football. You need to check out this man on social media at Fball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube and of course footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. It is excellent. Uh, of course, I know a lot of you already listen to the Raw Sucker Football Podcast, which is daily. We'll have the Even Money Betting Podcast tomorrow, the uh, Fantasy Feast Podcast Wednesday. If you like the draft and scouting and Emory stuff, you would like Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports Podcast as well. Love those of you that quote tweet that you like the show. That's a great way to get a retweet if you if you quote how much you love Emory or love the show. Either Emory will do it or I'll do it or certainly at Ross Tucker Pod will do it because we love those of you guys that do that. Other than that, the, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 